Have you, you know, man, I wish I could say what was going through my head, but I can't because it's offensive to church people. Uh, I'm thinking, good Lord, you know, hell's vomiting out all its fury on the earth, and here we are. We're walking, we're carrying heaven with us. He's greater. I said he's greater. I said he's greater. I said he's greater. Come on, amen. Hey, if you're with us this morning, you haven't got a Bible, uh, hold your hand up. Usher's going to bring one to you real quick. It's our gift to you. Merry Christmas. Uh, I want everybody to have a copy of the Word of God. Guys, you need God's Word in your life every single day. I said you need God's Word in your life every single day. I said you need God's Word in your life every single day. Every day. Every day. Look at, look at somebody close say, get in the book. Amen. Man, how are we, we going to release heaven on the earth? It's through the Word of God. Man, that, that's how heaven released heaven on the earth. It was through the Word of God. You do realize that we're celebrating, isn't it great? People who swear to God they don't believe in God are celebrating the birth of God. No wonder the world's confused. I love it. And, 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 here, and, and you know, we call him Jesus, right? We're, 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 we're having, you know, we're having parties. We've been getting prepared. You know, have you been to the mall? The world needs Jesus. You know, if you, if, man, the mall, if the mall ain't bad enough, head to Costco. People are, oh, yeah, you should go there today. Just, just to appreciate the peace that you have in your own life. Okay, but, but what's funny is, is we're, we're preparing to celebrate the birth of Jesus, right? Uh, we call him Jesus. In heaven, they didn't call him Jesus. In the beginning was, right, and the word was with God, and the word was, the word became flesh, right? And, and we called him Jesus. You know, how did, how did heaven get heaven to earth? It sent the word. See, how are you going to get heaven in your situation, how are you going to release heaven, the, the, the power of heaven, the deliverance of heaven, the peace of heaven, the joy of heaven, the healing of heaven, the redemption? How are you going to get it released? It's through the word. Okay, you got to have the word. I, I, you know, I, I know in our nativity scene, you know, we, we got everybody sitting around and there's a little baby Jesus and we're all up into babies, right? This is awesome. Babies are cool. But let me tell you something. That what you need, you need to get your, you need to get your heart wrapped around the word because the word's what's going to bring heaven into your life. Hey, you got your Bible, your device, whatever you got, lift it up with me real quick. Just hold it up. We're going to make a confession together. See, I don't do that kind of stuff. You do here. Okay. Lift it up. Say, this is my Bible. (laughs) I am what this says I am. I don't care what they say. I am what this says I am. I have what this says I have. I choose to do what this says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, I'm never going to be the same. I'm changing. I'm growing. I'm accepting new things in my life. I'm ready for something exceptional. I said, I'm ready for something exceptional. Come on, give Jesus one more hand this morning. He's worthy. Hey, real quick, it's not that far, and, and you know, January 1, we're, we kicked the year off, we started off, we start on January 1st, by the way, it, we, we put God first on the 1st, okay, and we start, we start with 21 days of fasting and prayer, we have a beginner's program, uh, and, and you can just take the first week and, and, and give up sweets, 
right? And then week two, you continue to stay off sweets, but then you, then you, you know, cut bread, grains out of your life. And, and then uh, week three, you stay off of sweets, off of bread, but you also, you know, there goes meat. And, and what we're doing is we are preparing ourselves for an entire year uh, of, of exceptional input and revelation and healing and direction in our life. In, in the book of Ezra, they said, you know, we called a fast so that we could, uh, we, we could put ourselves aside so that we could seek from God the right way for us, the right way for our kids, the right way for our substance. How many you know there's the right way for you and for your life? There, there's God's way. You know, uh, uh, Matthew 6 says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. His righteousness, the Amplified Bible defines it this way, as his way of doing and his way of being Right. So, you know, what we're seeking is God's direction for our life, right? Come on, please, don't tell me I wound up in the wrong building. Oh, oh no, we're seeking ice cream and coffee. No, we're seeking God's way for our life, right? God, God's way. And, 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 and see, and what, a lot of, what a lot of us struggle with is this fear that if we do life God's way, that we're going to miss out on everything we ever wanted. And I'm telling you, you got it. You got it. If you don't get anything else today, get this: the devil's a liar. I said the devil's a liar, and 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 he wants to deceive you. And you know the problem with someone who's been successfully deceived. You know the problem with a deceived person? They don't know they're deceived. You know, they're just, they bought in, right? Okay, so, you know, and they've heard from. You want to know what's amazing is people who don't know God have talked to the people of God. And the people of God have convinced the people that don't know God that God wouldn't want them to have what they want. Maybe, listen to me, people of God. Maybe we ought to shut up for a minute and, and, and just listen to God. Because I'm telling you, God wants you to enjoy life. John 10, 10, he said the thief, he came to kill, he came to steal, he came to destroy, but I've come that you might have and enjoy. Here comes heaven. I mean, you know, what would hell be? That hell would be existing in the absence of real joy. And some of us, you know what we call that? Church. <laughs> it's, it, it's like, excuse me, I just thought that was funny. <coughs> I've just been in church my whole life, and it's almost like that's, it's like somebody, somebody got irritated somewhere because uh, uh, I don't know what they wanted to do, but they didn't get to, and so they've been trying to prove to the world that God, God's against you having what you want. No, God's all for you having what you want, which is why the, the message was, do you understand that the message that God had for mankind was so important? He did not send a messenger. He came himself to declare to you that I've come that you might have and enjoy. Oh, come on. That, yeah. Come on, somebody. Here comes heaven. Here, here comes heaven to your life. Come on, somebody celebrate this morning. I was talking about the fast, <laughs> and, and, and what's coming. I'm not even in my message yet, and I'm losing it. I'm making announcements and feeling the anointing. Glory to God. Here's the deal, man. I, I'm just believing that what God has planned 
uh, is worth you preparing for. Okay? Uh, preparation produces competence. So the more prepared you become, see, a lot of times, a lot of times people think that, uh, that, that what, what makes someone exceptional is, is that they have the will to win. Now, I think almost everybody has the will to win. I really do. I, I, I haven't met very many people. I've met a few that just wanted to lose. Everybody's looking straight forward like, oh my God, don't start calling people out. <laughs> I, but see, it's not the will to win that, that, that separates the exceptional from the normal. I, I think it's, it's the will to prepare to win. Do you, have, do you have the drive to prepare for what God has planned for your life? Do, do you have the willingness, the, the, the tenacity to say, hey, God, you've had a plan. Check, check this out. Uh, check this out. Um, and, and they don't have this scripture, but I, but it, but I thought of it last night when, when I started, and, and I thought, I'm going to start here, and I'm not going to tell them, because then they'll really be confused. It's be awesome. Okay, Luke 1.37 is a simple scripture, and most of us, if, if we wanted to, we could memorize this one before we leave. Okay, this could be, this could be how you wrap up this year. Matter of fact, can I encourage you, don't coast through the year. Finish strong. Believe God for major, major, exceptional things still this year. Okay? Because he created the entire universe in six days. What could he do if you just operated with him in the last, in the remaining days of this year? Blow your mind what God could do. Blow your mind. And Luke one thirty seven. it simply says this, uh, King James Version, okay? Uh, with God, everybody say, with God. With God. Oh, say it loud. Say, with God. With God. And, and it's important that you get this because with God, see, because a lot of you are for God, but you're not necessarily with Him. See, a lot of people are for me. A lot of people are for you. And they'll be, you know, it's, it's like, hey, we'll be praying for you. You know what that means? Don't expect us to be there with you. Huh? We're embarking on something that seems to be nearly impossible, but God has called us. Okay, well, we're, we're praying, which means we expect you to fail. So we don't want to stand real close, but we want to sound real spiritual. Can I encourage you today? Don't be for God. Get with Him. Everybody say, with God. With God. Nothing. nothing. Oh, man, you guys are good. You're getting it. Only you said nothing. And I said nothing. <laughs> See, these people get it. What's wrong with you guys? Okay, let's put it all together. With God, nothing. See, we're getting it. Okay, see, because I, I want you to remember this one. So, so let's all say that together. With God, nothing. Now, now, and listen to the end of it. Okay. Oh, by the way, nothing. No, well, here, let me, let me finish. With God, do, do you know the rest of this verse? With God, nothing shall be impossible. With God, say it with me. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Say it loud. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Here comes heaven. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Come on, give us some gusto now. With God, nothing shall be impossible. 
Oh, baby. You don't understand yet, but, but it's going to get there. Let me just break this down, and i got to hurry. But let me break it down for you. With God, not for God. Not if you're for God, but if you're with God. If you're with God, okay? Because, see, a lot of us have dealt with things that, that have been literally, I mean, really impossible, okay? Impossible. And you've, you've made statements like this, that like, like my spouse is impossible to live with. <laughs> my, my boss is impossible. There's, it is impossible. You've had thoughts, right? It, it is impossible. We can't make it. Financially, it's impossible. Physically, it's impossible. Well, check it out. With God, though, nothing. No, here, here comes heaven. Okay, here, here comes heaven. Uh, because with God, see, it's, it's, with, it's with God. Uh, and, and, and see, it was a sign given a long time ago to mankind, and, and, and a sign's going to be given, and, and, and uh, when, you, when you get the sign, you need to get the sign, you need to carry the sign with you every day of your life, but, but you need to remember this, that, uh, hey, when I'm with God, and nothing, no thing, is two words put together make one word, no thing, no thing, no, that word no means no, not one single, so there's not one single thing that's impossible when you're with God. No, not, not one single thing, right? What are things? Words. Uh, okay, when God said, God said something, well, he said things. Well, what were the things? Well, they were words. And, and, and you know, and, and just, just say, just the, the average word, just the normal word, just a standard word. Would, you know, in the Bible, it would be referred to as a logos, Right? Logos, which is God's system of logic, right? So logos is, is, is the word for word, unless it's an exceptional word, which means it's been breathed on by God, given life. See, because a lot of us, we're holding our Bible. You know, you got a paper Bible. You got the book in your hand. You can underline it. You got it on the app. You, you, you think of that as a recording of what he said. But see, when it's exceptional, it's not what he said, but it's what he is saying. Right? Because it comes alive and it becomes current and becomes, it becomes powerful and it actually empowers you. And when, when God, when, when Jesus, who was the Word, who is God, when Jesus said to the man with the withered hand, stretch forth your hand, well, you do realize that it was impossible for a withered hand to be stretched forward. That's why it's called a withered hand. Right? So, but with God, nothing. Is impossible. So when he said, stretch it forth, it, it, you're thinking that, that oh man, I, you know, what's the miracle? Well, here's the miracle, is that, the, is, is that that word empowered that guy to do what he couldn't do before that word was spoken. So when the word is sent by God into an environment, it switches, transforms, right? Transforms, trying to tie a whole bunch of Bible together for you in one quick setting. Don't, don't, don't be squeezed into the system of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which is, is, which is how God operates, right? He's, he's going to renew your mind. He's going to change the way you think. How's he going to do that? By you receiving the Word. When you begin to receive the Word, it changes your soul. It, it changes the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. So God sends his Word, and it, and it switches. It transforms from a logos to a rhema. 
Okay, now, now I'm, I'm telling you, it's so easy. You, all you got to do is go to blueletterbible.org and, and look up, uh, you know, Luke 137 and, 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 and then open it up and break it down. And, and what it says in the original is that with God, not one single rhema is impossible. So when God speaks into it, oh, all of a sudden, even though you thought it was impossible, now it's possible. So when God starts speaking, possibilities start flowing. That's why the enemy wants you to constantly be remembering your history so you won't consider your possibility. But God has a possibility that's bigger than your history. And your possibility does not hinge upon your history. Matter of fact, in order for extraordinary things and, and, and exceptional things to occur, it'd be one of the things that makes it exceptional is that nobody was expecting that. Wait till you see what God has for you. Seven hundred and forty years before the birth of Christ, there was a word given. A word was sent into an environment, a word that was empowered by God that had the power to change things. So it wasn't just a logos, but it became a rhema word. And listen to this. Moreover, Isaiah 7, verse 10, moreover, the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, saying, Ahaz, by the way, is a king. He's not considered one of the good kings. He's just a king. He's got authority, but he doesn't use it right. He's not a pure guy. He's not a holy guy. He's not a righteous guy. He's not even probably a nice guy. But God's talking to him. And see, and Ahaz, I think, you, you know, you, you, you might actually relate a lot to Ahaz because you might, you, not, you might not be perfect. You might not always have your stuff together. Hello? You might not always be trying to promote the kingdom. Sometimes it's your stuff. I think we have more in common with Ahaz than we realize. And a word comes to Ahaz saying, ask a sign for yourself from the Lord. Ask it, we don't care, in the depth or in the height above, and Ahaz, trying to be sound, you know, spiritual, says, I'm not going to ask, nor will I test the Lord, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, old King James says, tempt the Lord. He's, and he's, he's, trying to, he's trying to sound spiritual. I don't have time to go into it. Let me just tell you something. What he doesn't want is, he, Ahaz knows that if I get a word from God, now I'm responsible to that word. See, I, I, I got to live in alignment with it now. See, how many of you have had kids? Have they ever said, I don't know? <laughs> and you know they know, right? What are you supposed to be doing right now? I don't know. You know, that is the epitome of someone trying to remove responsibility, Right? And, 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 and Ahaz is going, hey, I, I, I don't need a word. Why? Because I'd rather say, I didn't know. And, and listen, listen. Uh, then he said, hear now, uh, O house of David. It's important that that's in there, and there's a reason that this is in the Scriptures. Oh, hear now, O house of David. Is it a small thing for you to weary men, but will you weary 
my God also. In other words, he's saying, you know what? You mess around with people all the time, uh, but you need to stop messing with God. Look, look, look at this in 14. Look what he said. Uh, he said, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. He said, you know what? You ain't going to ask for it. God's going to give you one anyways. See, you might not have come to church today th thinking, give me a word. He's going to give you one anyways. Huh? Hey, you might not, you might have just thought, hey, we're going to go because little junior, did you see that one kid up here that's just rocking out? You know, oh my God, he's worth it, right? All of them are awesome, but I'm just thinking, I love that guy. He's related to Jim, huh? Oh my God. Okay. But you, you, you know, maybe, you, I don't know why you came, but God's like, hey, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a sign anyways. It, it, look at what it said. It, here's the sign. A virgin's going to conceive. That's impossible. Oh, with God. Why, why, why are we making it impossible? So, you know, this is with God now. See, a lot of us are wanting God to make our life easier. God ain't afraid of the challenge. He is not intimidated by your inability to conceive. I, I might have like a camp meeting or something. He's not intimidated by your inability to conceive. Man, you, you haven't been able to produce life no matter how hard you try, no matter what you do, but here comes heaven. And, and he said, a virgin's going to conceive and bear a son, and it's really important that you, man, I wish I had more time. And we talk about why the son part's important, but, uh, 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 but, I don't want to get into it because if I try to go over it really quick, then Shelby thinks she's got this huge advantage and she'll use it against me. Because, you know, the Bible says that it's the iniquity of the father that's passed on to, to the third generation. And, and so this is one up for Shelby because that means that all the junk that the boys deal with ain't her fault. And I just don't need to give her ammo like that. virgin is going to conceive, bear a son, which is important. Look at somebody say, it's important, okay, uh, uh, because, because of who the father is. But, but, and you're going to call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, what does it mean? God with us. Here comes heaven. He ain't only for you. He's with you. 740 years in advance, God's speaking to him, and it says a couple of things, and I'm going to try to talk about just one of them. But the thing I want you to, the thing I want you to see is that, okay, now wait a minute. Here comes heaven. Here's what we're celebrating. Here's what we're celebrating. The, this birth is heaven delivering the word to be with us. Okay, track, track real quick. God's a planner. He's a planner. 740 years in advance. 
He said, he's, he, well, how, how could that be a sign to Ahaz? Ahaz, you know what? Ahaz is surrounded right now, and there's a, there's a bunch of people who are trying to wipe him off the face of the planet, and the word of the Lord comes and says, hey, I'm going to give you a sign. 740 years from now, there's this virgin. You're never going to meet her. You're never going to know her. She's going to get pregnant. She's going to have a baby boy. That boy is going to be called God with us. Well, how's that a sign to Ahaz? It's that house of David part. Because, see, to fulfill these other prophecies, then the Messiah's got to come through the house of David. Well, Ahaz is over the house of David. So if the enemy wipes you out, then my plan's going to be disrupted. Guess what? The enemy isn't big enough to disrupt my plan. That's what God's saying. I, I can set it out a couple hundred years, 700 years. What do you want? I'll set it out there. In other words, you're all messed up in your head. You are worried about an enemy that doesn't have the power to disrupt my plan. Why? Because I'm telling you, I'm sending a sign, and it's going to be God with you. It's not just God for you, but it's going to be God with you. And with God, nothing is going to be impossible. And so really what, what he's wanting him to do is, is, is to calm down and quit whining about the situation and start planning the future, Man, plan to prepare with what God has planned. Okay, God's not afraid of your plan. God gets pretty excited about your plan. Let's, uh, uh, let's look at Isaiah 7, 4 in the message. Isaiah 7, 4 in the message. He says, here's what you need to tell him. Calm down, listen. Calm down, don't be afraid. I think maybe that's a word for somebody here today. You know, number one, listen. Why? Because you, you need to receive that word. And you need to calm down. Don't be so shook up. And don't be afraid. And don't panic. See, the enemy talks big, but there ain't nothing to him. He's a big talker. But there ain't nothing to it. <laughs> oh, boy. Man, we, we need a word. No, you need the word. The word with you. So if God's got this plan, maybe you should plan to participate with God's plan. So, you know, for the rest of the year, you can begin to practice this, but make it, make it part, of, part of your life that where, you, you know, you're, as we launch into a new year, let, let, let me just challenge you for a minute, because what I want you to be thinking is, is that, hey, God's a planner, and he gave me a sign so that I wouldn't be stopped in my tracks in fear over what the present looks like, but I'd begin to actually prepare for the future and what that looks like. So maybe I should begin to plan for my future instead of complain about my present. Huh? Hey, there's nothing worse at Christmas time than complaining about the present. Huh, Todd? Yeah. All right, tweet that sucker. Okay. See, here's the deal: is a lot of us are stuck in our present, but God's trying to un get us to unwrap our future. And so, what if you plan? Check this out: Proverbs 16:9, New King James. A man's heart plans his way. See, God wants in your heart. There's plans, but a lot of us are afraid to actually plan big. Why? Well, because well, it's impossible. Some of us just being happy for 24 hours seems impossible. Just speaking life to relatives that are on their way to the house. 
and are going to hang out for days like the plague. And your blood type is B negative. <laughs> hey, you, you, you got to start playing bigger, believing bigger. Why? Because the Lord will direct your steps. Now, I, I want you to get this. this is, when we go into the new year, we're really going to start hammering this. But, but for Christmas, just get this. That got, Christmas is earth receiving the sign that God ain't just for you. He's with you. And that he's bigger and stronger and more powerful than the enemy that's trying to prevent you. So you might as well plan to, pre, to participate, right? Prepare to, to go with God's plan. And so start in your heart. How does, what's God going to do? He's going to use you to humiliate hell. Okay? Because hell talks big, but he ain't all that. But the guy that's with you, he is all. He, everything he said. No word of God's ever going to fail. Okay? So he says, hey, how about you start growing a plan, get it in your heart, and let me direct your steps so that your steps will cause you to collide with your plan. How about, what would happen if you weren't afraid? What would happen if you weren't afraid to plan? L listen to this if, if, in, in the message, uh, Psalm 16.1. Mortals make elaborate plans. God has the last word. Okay? Check it out. Is your plan elaborate? It's supposed to be. This isn't, this isn't you know, I don't know. If you read this, you go, yeah, I make big plans, but then God comes in and he changes it. No, no, no. That's not what he's saying. He said, man, your plans can be elaborate. And God... You, you have all these voices say, that's, that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to go. You're never going to see that. You're too small for that. You're too weak for that. You're too dumb for that. You're too poor for that. And God says, no, wait, I get the last word. You think I'm afraid of big plans? You think I'm afraid of big plans? You want a big house? Plan for it. No, don't. Now, 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 really listen to what I'm saying. Don't just pray for it. Praying is awesome. We're going to fast and pray. You're going to be able to come into the church for the next 21 days. You know, when, this, when the year starts, pray 7 o'clock every day. Pray, but praying doesn't replace planning, and planning does not replace prayer. But you got to plan. You, 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 you want to own your own business? How about you plan it? And then let God direct your steps. And how about you plan something that has hell going? You can't do that. So God can say, yeah, I can. Here comes heaven. Look at, look, look at your neighbor and say, here comes heaven. Well, well what, if, what if my plan is off? What, 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 if, what, if, uh, what if I'm really messed up? What if I'm really selfish? What if, what if I'm, okay, uh, let's, let's read this, Proverbs 16 in the Amplified. The plans of the mind... And orderly thinking belongs to man. Okay, so the plan belongs to God, which, by the way, how many of you have experienced it when God has blessed something in your life? Yeah. In every single case, everybody who's ever experienced God blessing something in their life, there's one common thread that ties it all together. Something. See, because in order for God to bless something, something has to be given to him so he can bless it. See, so God has never blessed nothing. Because nothing is impossible with God. 
So if you're with God, you can't even do nothing. Because with God, nothing cannot be done. No, no. If nothing is happening, God ain't there. So you might want to get back with God. And, and, and what you do is, is you're, you, you, the plan belongs to you, and it's important that you understand that it belongs to you, which is why you can give it to God. Because you can't give something you don't own. See, the enemy wants you to think that God's plan, God's plan, right? Like you're supposed to kill your plan. No, God wants you to give your plan. Why? So he can bless it. He ain't trying to kill your vision. He's trying to breathe life into it. Okay, check it out. Okay, the plans, they belong to you. But God's going to have that last word. Look at verse 2. Verse 2 is important. And it's coming up. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes. Hey, I've never done anything that I didn't think was pure. Can I, can I, can I tell you something? 35 years of ministry, actually a lot more than that because uh, I, I don't even want to talk about how long. Uh, I started traveling with my dad when I was seven. And, and when I say traveling with my dad, we had a tent. We did tent meetings. We, we, we did street ministry. We, it was, uh, I did not have a normal childhood. Okay, Shelby and I have been married. This, this August will be 35 years of, of marriage and ministry together. And, and so let's just take that 35 years because I've got a witness. Okay, so in the 35 years, uh, Tab, we've, we haven't had a season that somebody would label like debauchery. I've never gone off, in 35 years of marriage, I've never wandered off and gotten drunk and not come home for two weeks. Well, don't clap. That's not like some huge achievement. (laughs) Yeah, I bet he wanted to. No, I never even wanted to. Never set out on something that was like unrighteous, un, you know, ridiculous sin, uh, uh, you know, something that people would step back and go, oh my God, he's lost it. Ever. I mean, actually, a lot longer than that. Matter of fact, most things that I have engaged in, people would have labeled as, that's really good. But not all those things were actually profitable. I wish someone had sat me down earlier in life. I don't know. Maybe I couldn't listen. Maybe I was too arrogant. I wouldn't have received it. But I wish somebody had sat me down and said, hey, if you will take your plan and begin to divine your plan, because you think everything's pure. You think everything, but not everything, not everything's in the picture. It's not evil. It just has nothing to do with you actually achieving your plan. See, some of you guys believe in for a bigger house, and I think God wants you to have one. But that might mean that, you know, the new car is not in the picture. Some of you want a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place. I think that's what God, I think God will direct your steps to have that. Which means that Facebook relationship is not in the picture. See, in your mind, everything's pure. But he said, hey, wait a minute, bring it to God. And let me direct your steps, and, and I'll, I'll keep you out of the stuff that's just a distraction to you. 
And, and, and look at this in verse 3. I, I love this. In verse 3, he said, just roll your work onto the Lord. Take this plan, take the vision, take the hope, take the, take the, the you know, I don't, I don't know, is it your dream board? Is it your dream jar? Is it your, you know, is, is it your Habakkuk writing out the Take it, commit it, and trust it wholly to him. Trust him with it. Trust him. That because, because, see, some of us don't trust God because we think if we gave our dream to God, he'd ruin it. Come on. Well, I'm talking about a bunch of church people that are afraid to actually take their dream and give it to God because if I give my dream to God, he's going to ruin it. No, he's going to bless it. He's going to empower you to collide with, with great success. Check it out. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable with his will. Ron, you know that not every thought you have is a God thought. But God said, you know what? If you'll bring your plan to me. See, 740 years before the birth of the Savior, I already had a plan. If you'd start planning. See, God knows something about plans. The marriage supper of the Lamb is a meal that Jesus has been planning for thousands of years. If you would take your plan to God, he'd say, you know what he's saying? I know how to cause a plan to come together. Here's your Christmas gift. You ain't on your own. You don't have to figure out how, how to produce peace. Matter of fact, I won't even send a courier to deliver peace. I'll send peace himself to come be with you. You're not on your own. <laughs> You're not on your own. You don't have to figure out how to, to, to produce wealth. I won't even send somebody who can teach you. But I'll come be with you. I'll give you the power to get wealth. It's Deuteronomy. Well, what's the power to get wealth? Heaven. Jesus. Here comes heaven. Why don't you embrace the gift today? You're not on your own. Enemy's trying to talk you out of it. God's trying to talk you into it. The enemy is against me. Yeah, but God is with me. God is with you. God is with you. You know what I've learned? Not everybody likes me. I mean, it's shocking. I don't get it. But God treats me like his favorite. You know that not everybody likes you. But God has given his favor and placed it upon you. Here comes heaven. All those who mourn, 
Oh, here comes salvation on the horizon. The enemy, darkness, be no more. Why? He's greater. He's greater. I think you ought to thank God for the gift he sent you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. Celebrate him today. Bow your head and close your eyes for just a minute. If you're in this room today, you've been living separated from God. We're all going to pray one more prayer together. And, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe you've prayed what we might call the sinner's prayer. Maybe you've prayed a hundred times. Maybe you've never heard of it. That, here's the question. The question is, have you ever prayed this? The question is, are you ready to collide with the future that God has planned for you? Well, the, he said he'll direct your steps, right? You, you have a plan to, to collide with the future. God's going to direct your steps. And the first step is collision with Jesus. So we're going to pray this. We're going to accept Jesus into our life. And if you're here today, and you're making this prayer your prayer. And even though we're all praying it together, but you're going to pray it as if it's just between you and, and, and God. And, and you say, Pastor Tom, I, I'm getting real with God because I need God to be real with me. And I'm not going to call you out or have you stand. But while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're in this room, you say, Tom, I'm making this prayer real today. I want you to hold your hand up really high. I just want to agree with you in prayer. Just lift it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's so awesome. Thank you. You can put it down. Anybody else, just hold your hand up real high. Say, yeah, I, I'm ready for heaven in my life. I'm ready for heaven in my life. Thank you. Thank you. That's so awesome. So awesome. Everybody in here, just pray it. Pray it like you mean it. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you. I'm not waiting. I start today. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody, give God one more big shout.